0: Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford.
1: More like Sweaty Fest 98 because yeah. it is hot in here.
0: And I, <laughs> but it's, I'm Matthew Rodriguez. My wonderful roommate Kevin is cooking a delicious dinner. So and we were having
1: a, a spicy conversation
0: about porn before that.
2: <laughs> yeah, Sweaty wasn't an inside joke or anyway. And today we
0: are joined by our guests.
2: <laughs> J.E. Reich.
0: Returning guest and...
2: Liza Sokol. Yay. The world. Yes. I feel like, I feel like I should get a participation award because now it's my third time, I think, on Joe yeah.
0: jo Reed's been on the most, but you would re- are the second most. Yeah.
2: That's okay, Silver's fine. Okay. All
0: right. Silver's fine <laughs> is my life motto. I did,
2: I, did, <laughs> I did little league soccer. I had so many participation awards. Um,
1: so speaking of porn, we have t- we're speaking about we're speaking about two episodes this week. That both could lend to some really good
0: porn storylines.
1: Did
2: we mention porn? Like, I, we I, I did. We were talking <laughs> about we porn. Started. Before
0: we started, we were talking about it. I bring up porn a lot. Wait, but first, before we get into that, sorry, I've been depressed and drinking, so we're getting a little off subject. Liza, already, Liza. <laughs> Liza, what is your Buffy origin story? J- Jamie J. E. has already told us. I didn't realize this
1: is Liza's first time.
3: Yes, I'm a virgin. Um, I didn't watch it when it was on, but, uh, two, three years ago, I watched all of Buffy and Angel on Netflix in, like, a month, because I don't have a life. Um, and I loved it, obviously, because I'm not a fucking monster.
0: Liza's really good at binging shows. Because I don't have a life. And, J.E., I actually, because you were on the first season where we didn't quite have the, like, rhythm down, not that we have it down now... What is your Buffy origin story? I,
2: like, I sort of alluded to it. Okay. I said that I had started, because you asked when I started watching Buffy. Okay. And I said in college, because my friend Derek introduced me, and then I think I, my, my friend Vinny reintroduced me to mm-hmm. it during a rainy weekend. Um, actually, uh, I started seriously watching Buffy um, when an uh, ex of mine broke up with me. We had been living together, um, and... Um, Oh, really? Yeah. And um, I just needed something to distract me, and uh, Buffy uh, gave me enough hope to Mm. pull through. Mm. Yeah. Except, uh, and when I really wanted to uh, 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 convince myself to work on other things, I would just put on Beer Bad (laughs) and just leave it on in the background. Uh, Yeah. So that's my my origin story. But it, it, yeah. Buffy's really
0: really good for helping you get through things like that. I'm going to go get more wine. Matthew, tell them all what episodes we're going to discuss today. So speaking of porn,
1: (laughs) these are two episodes that I think would lend themselves really well to porn storylines. No.
3: That's a stretch. No. I feel like
1: in the world of Buffy, don't you think that there's amateur porn that's like human demon porn?
3: Oh, for sure.
1: So this is like a werewolf situation where it's like, oh, I'm turning into a werewolf. And like then porn starts. And then there's the one who's like, oh, I put a spell on you to fall in love with me. And then porn starts.
0: But like the werewolf.
1: Oh, we were just saying. I think in the Buffy world, don't you think there's a bunch of amateur demons. I heard you. I was in the kitchen. (laughs) Well, you don't have to tell the lovely listeners that. Let's have some (laughs) magic behind the... Sorry. sorry, Let's retain some magic, Ian. (gasps) You have
0: no class.
3: (laughs) You're damn right I have
0: no class.
3: The only Buffy porn I would want to watch would be like Spike and me.
1: Oh, so so okay. So I don't think I was just said yet. So we're discussing um, in order. It's it's the phases. um, The episode where uh, we all find out about. Uh, Oz, and then and Oz finds out about Oz. True. And then Bewitched, Bothered, Bewildered, which is um, the episode where Xander the MRA his own <laughs> Red Pillar! Red total Z- Red Pillar! where his Red Pill moment.
2: We were discussing about women. <laughs> we were discussing before whether uh, Xander would choose the Red Pill or Blue Pill in terms Oops. of an M- MRA in terms of the MRA movement, and I said he'd be that guy who'd be a Bernie bro until Bernie would lose the primary, and then he'd strongly consider voting for Trump, purely for <laughs> ideological reasons, just because he wanted a change. Okay. And he'd weirdly cite Benghazi at odd, awkward <laughs> if,
1: if Buffy were on in 2017, this would be a whole season. Okay, Xander would be on Reddit, and he would learn about red pills and stuff, but MRAs would be like a demon-worshiping clan. Like yes. They would be MRAs, <laughs> yeah. but they would also worship this like ultimate demon, and the, the the big bad that season would be like this ultimate, MR, like a mayor type the figure. MRA. That's like an MRA who's also part demon that they worship. Yeah. And that would be the whole overarching thing where, like, Buffy would have to take down the MRAs of the internet.
0: We've already said the word, abbreviation, MRA too many times. I feel like someone's already tweeted at me, shut up, faggot, on Twitter, just from us saying
1: it. <laughs> All of us, yeah. like, If right, you say like, MRA enough times in the th- mirror, yeah. someone will <laughs> tweet at you, shut up, <laughs> and
0: faggot.
2: Then, and then click your heels three times. Jeez. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, um, Can I say so that on our podcast? I'm so allowed to say start, that, right? let's start yeah,
1: So Let's start with phases.
2: let's
0: start with phases. Um, Which is a
1: lovely little episode.
0: Yeah, I think so. I always wanted there to be an episode where Oz did actually kill someone because he so was you're not macabas fuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I mean, you're like, getting ahead of the plot. AF. You're right. You're right. I'm getting.
0: I'm getting ahead. <laughs> I've had some wine, Matthew. No, let's. He didn't know. There's so many things <laughs> to talk
1: about. So the the. The episode starts out, I think, right? Isn't it start out with Xander and Cordelia in the car?
0: Yes. Yeah. Because yes. the arm comes through the... Right. And,
1: like, she, and she keeps switching. thinking they're distra- that he's being distracted, but actually he hears a werewolf about to terrorize them.
3: Yeah. Well, no, he is distracted because he's talking about how Willow, like, doesn't want to... Right.
2: And then Cordelia says, if it's not about Willow, then you're talking about how great Buffy is. Right. And...
0: Yeah. And which, I actually not... I know I always... Matthew and I love a Cordelia, but, like... She's kind of right. Like, I probably would feel the same way. He would
2: hunt that up. Because Xander's the fucking worst. (laughs) He is. He would wear a fedora (laughs) in
3: 2017. And, like, matching suspenders. Like, I would
0: feel the exact same way she felt if I was, like, in that car making out. I'd be like, can can we just, like, hook up? Like...
2: He'd be really into rockabilly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So,
0: then the werewolf comes, and then
1: Um, The next day, there's people talking about the werewolf, and that's where Giles gets super souped about werewolves, werewolves, and (laughs) is just like so excited. He's like, this is one of the classics, which I think it's really nice to have that little element of like Buffy being like, we know that we're tackling something that's like super um, canonical in terms of monsters.
2: But what I love about it is that they completely flip that particular like canonical take on it's uh, on its end by, by expanding the uh, transformation period to three days instead of one. And I just love Giles' expression afterwards. He's so gleeful. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, while I was watching it, I, I just thought to myself, no matter what anybody says, I'm really the Giles of every situation because that would be my exact reaction.
1: <laughs> well, he's on a high the whole episode and he, like, laughs at Xander's moon pie joke and it's just so pure <laughs> and so good. Giles is so pure. He is
0: amazing. Um, um, you would be the Giles because Je, every fucking time you've been on a podca- on this podcast, you come prepared with like your like research paper. <laughs> I am so prepared
2: this time, this time and every time. I remember
0: last time you two talked about like the hero's journey, and I'm like, yes, that's a thing, but I don't. I have nothing to contribute.
2: Literally an academic condom. <laughs> that's, that's so what I am.
0: let's
1: talk about this patriarchal tool bag who hunts. Uh, werewolves. Kane?
2: Right. That's his name. Kane. Is Kane. It? I didn't realize yeah. he had a name. God, I already forgot. Don't pay yeah. attention every time he's on screen. <laughs> MRA Grand zero. The he's MRA really, ancient one. It,
1: it's like one of the first times that Buffy deals with like a human that is the symbol of the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just totally condescending to her and also thinks that she's sleeping with Giles.
2: He's really yeah. into his, like, version of a puka shell necklace. Oh my
1: gosh, he loves his puka shell necklace.
2: <laughs> um, I actually, I, I was, uh, while I was watching it, uh, at first I, I was thinking of, um, like, the, the archetypal, like, Helsing figure, cool. which I, I, I was racking my mind, did Helsing ever show up in the Buffyverse at all? No. 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 I didn't think so, and, okay. Which so, is weird, because which...
0: I think she would be, what's that common... Like why they could use Dracula because he's what's Right, the, common, common common core common, common usage. Common, I think Helsing Van Helsing would fall common under that as well, right? Because <laughs> public domain Right. Kevin just whispered. Kevin declined to be on this week's episode, but look, he's kind of in the background. Already the M V P. Trying to
1: have his cake and eat it
2: too. <laughs> or lasagna. Yeah. Um, because I think that's what he's making. Yeah. It smells really delicious. Um, no, I was thinking about, uh, how, uh, it would have been so easy for, uh, to appear and how actually it would have been a detriment to the series. And as I was thinking it, as I was thinking that, then Kane appears. And I'm not sure if he actually adds anything to the episode. He really doesn't. He's more of a distraction. He's like...
1: Ah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting to think about. I, I actually did not make the Helsing comparison. I also have not seen the Van Helsing
0: Hugh Jackman movies. Has anyone? It's
1: horrendous. Not, no,
3: because I love Is myself. there more than one? <laughs>
0: no, I think, there's, I think there's been, like, a few Van Helsing <laughs> types. Okay. But there's just one Hugh Jackman one, and it's, like, fucking horrendous. So because if, I was really excited for it, because I thought it was going to be, like, buffy S when it came out. So, yeah, I guess he is a buffy S figure.
1: When are we
3: ever going to get a buffy S Hugh Jackman movie? Well, because, like, he was in X-Men, and that was, like... In heaven. <laughs> <laughs> It, <laughs> looked
2: like it,
0: was it looked it self-aware. We will forget Because that I Oscar worked in really a movie theater <laughs> at the time and we got all this promotional shit in. I remember thinking like, oh, this movie looks like self-aware and like silly fun. Ian, I love you, but that's a delusional thought. I mean, thought. yes, I learned that I was incorrect. <laughs> as I often am. About even, what I assume about things. I'm drink he, more wine.
2: Did he even tap dance in the movie, Ian? Did he even tap dance in Van Helsing?
0: <laughs> I need a Van
1: Helsing musical that's where...
0: where... Hugh Jackman tap dance.
1: Do you want to write that? Yes. Hugh Jackman, like,
2: if you're listening, we got a project for you. <laughs> um,
0: Hugh Jackman, tap dance on my face, daddy.
1: Wow. <laughs> that is so violent and extra. I'm thinking of the movie Drive right now. There's just, like, so much happening. Um, but, so, yeah, Kane is dumb, and... He's so condescending, and he he really does. I I also love him because, as patriarchal as he is, he's also like peak white male mediocrity because he can't do things he as well even, as Buffy.
0: And even the thing that he's like supposed to be doing, like right, he's bad at.
3: Yeah, yeah he yells at her for like not catching the werewolf. Meanwhile, he we hasn't get, caught yeah. the fucking werewolf. <laughs> I hate men.
1: <laughs> Literally, he comes and he's like, I'm a werewolf hunter. Haha, ha, you haven't caught the werewolf, but I don't have the werewolf. Yeah. We, also, I have not.
2: Can we talk about the phallic in, uh, phallic imagery of when she actually bends his gun? I'm like, you, oh, just, yeah. you yeah. just broke his penis. So You just did that.
0: I'll have you both know I keep... <coughs> I'm getting a little confused with... Because I've spent the week watching a lot of Buffy. Um... For reasons, and I also watched our episode, that's our moniker, Slayer Fest 98, the episode Homecoming, and there's mm-hmm. a guy who's, like, basically the exact same character mm-hmm. in that episode, and I keep getting them mixed up, like, as we're talking about it right now, which is probably a little bit with the wine, but also, like, makes sense because they're the, basically the same, like, I'm a man and Buffy's a tiny girl, can't do a thing type Wait,
1: character.
2: Wait, you were drinking wine? <laughs> that was, <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I, it's, I feel like it's just lazy. Oh <laughs>
0: my God.
1: That was
2: Gatorade, kids. Yes. They're straight Stay hydrated.
0: Stays. Yeah, let me have some more. Um,
2: uh, no, I think that's just the, uh, 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 a byproduct of lazy writing. But like, Probably. did it, did either, I, I haven't seen the Home, Homecoming episode in a while, so I can't even remember if it actually added anything to it, she... which might just prove that it didn't
0: i mean well that's the episode where there's like a bunch of different people hunting them yeah we're getting ahead of ourselves sorry. i'm sorry i'm doing that thing well that we so do.
1: The, the 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 other important thing to talk about in this episode is i mean buffy is a show all about metaphors and we just had the angel turn bad episodes mm-hmm. and then we also have um oz becoming someone new and like having the speech with willow where he's saying he's going through a lot of changes and it's like this big like I mean werewolves have always been a puberty metaphor so it's like this puberty metaphor and all this other stuff but so like they're having once again
0: a level that that work a conversation that works on several different
1: levels
2: like dating a
0: person you don't think you thought you knew them but you don't and like all that shit yeah just like that.
2: What's um so while I was conducting my research today um, I um I looked up uh Research me daddy. Ooh. Say that again.
0: Yes. Yeah. See, I would watch that porn. <laughs> Did
2: you just I don't I do not want to parse that right now. We'll All right, right sorry. This later. Continue. Um
1: do me decimal system. <laughs> I'm
2: leaving. <laughs> I mean, oh, so I, I, am, I am I am British. <laughs> say, it's just keeps getting better and better. Um, oh, I'm gonna cry now. Um, Let me get more wine. So, really, more no. Uh, I think this
1: is the second refill since the ten minutes that we've started. Um, so, uh,
2: what I was gonna say is uh, during like the the like uh, the odd centric featurettes, um, they're actually like quite uh, youngian in terms of the idea of the darkness that exists with within. within everyone and most of us can sublimate it um but uh those who are somehow uh psychologically abnormal um you could mostly i guess, most aptly apply it to serial killers like a dexter and his dark passenger it manifests itself in certain ways what's kind of interesting is the idea of the werewolf or the shapeshifter really gained popularity in the late 1400s in Europe, when the idea of the werewolf was used to describe the heinous acts that serial killers would commit, like Peter Stubb,
3: mm-hmm. um, who
2: was the first documented serial killer, because they couldn't understand how someone could act so uh, in such a barbaric uh, manner. What I'm trying to say is that Oz is kind of a perfect foil for Angel, who is is beha- who who is uh, not subliminating his dark passenger, his darkness within him, again, in terms of Carl Young in the terms of Carl, Carl Jung. Uh, I really
1: thought you were about to say Carly Rae Jepsen.
2: <laughs> you mean the it, pop star gay. who invented
1: homosexuality? <laughs> Carly Ray invented werewolves.
2: <laughs> and homosexuality. No, but it's like it's it's interesting how um, Oz's entire like uh, narrative arc you could argue is his uh, his attempt to uh subliminate uh, this darkness within him, especially, be- and it's it works because he's such like a like a temperate, calm character, which is
1: well. It's interesting because I feel like that is, in a way, like Angel's thing too. Like you have the whole amends episode. Like he really is trying to deal with the fact that like of what he did, but it's different with Oz because like yeah. phases is about Oz discovering. <laughs> this thing this thing that he is Oh definitely all of a sudden
2: Yeah but for this season especially uh because odds Oz, or Oz's arc is that particular discovery and uh him trying to make good uh it's interesting with when it's paired with Angel's uh arc where he's was formerly good and trying to make bad Yeah They're interesting it's an interesting like a uh, Reflection or mirror image thing. I don't know. And then I found $10 because that's what you see at the end of any boring (laughs) And suddenly it becomes really funny
0: well
3: i simply just can't stop thinking about okay i know this was shot a while ago whatever we've come a long way in like costume departments but that werewolf costume is some family dollar halloween <laughs> bullshit, and well, i'm not here i for feel,
1: feel like they knew that because they changed the look of the werewolf immediately yeah the next time you see him he he looks totally
0: different by season four the last time you see him as a werewolf it's like a completely different thing. Like it doesn't even look like what it looked I, like then. When
2: I when I saw when I I had forgotten like how uh, like basic uh first wearable yeah, costume. It's was. real bad. And it's when, so bad. It's like furry thought, porn, basic. <laughs> no, the first thing I thought it's like it's that person who's at like, a like a like a con like a convention for furries who steps outside to have a cigarette and nobody knows that it's a furries convention. Yeah. Um and yeah, I don't know. Also, my favorite thing
3: is how the face doesn't move. At all. At <laughs> all.
0: It looks like it could be one of my actual Well, movies. you know,
3: what he, he looks like that thing, you know, like,
1: um, all serial killer movies, like, uh, more like a Michael Myers or a Jason, like, mm. when they're about to kill and they do that thing where they, like, do the, like, serial killer head tilt yeah. and they look oh, yeah. at you. Like, the werewolf does a lot of just, like, head tilting. <laughs> like, oh, am I about to eat you? I don't, I don't is think that the actual who can can know, my mouth can their way. food <laughs> <laughs> that much. Yeah, I know. So I, I, I... I don't think they explored a lot throughout Buffy but it would be interesting to explore I mean kind of Oz wakes up and he has to always ask questions about what happened but I would have even loved like more
0: exploration about how much of Oz is still in there well right because so that's that's why I say like it would make sense if Oz as a werewolf killed people because like For the most part, we don't get the impression that there's much of him... Well, that's
1: because they cage
0: him right away. No, no, no. But I mean, like, we get the impression that there really isn't much of him there once he turns into the werewolf. Right. So, like, it wouldn't be crazy that a werewolf would kill someone... You know what I mean? like.
2: There's a red herring for that, though, because yeah. uh, when Oz is is chasing uh, Willow uh, through the forest, as one does, <laughs> uh, he stops at when she trips, like classic horror movie trope, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's about, like, he definitely ponders, wondering <laughs> at her. Yeah. He's a very thoughtful werewolf, and you think, oh my gosh, there's some of Oz still there. And then it's you find out it's because Kane um, has left. Like some meat out. I still don't actually understand why that would be such a distraction. Yeah, because she's
0: right there. Like, yeah. yeah. What we need to
1: discuss is I really don't think that the show wants to explain or cares about like how it happened to him, and he just like finds out that his. Oh my god, that's my favorite
2: thing, though. That conversation just shows off Seth Green's comedic talent so much, which I feel like I appreciate more and more upon like uh, each viewing. Uh, Just, just sort of like I. Like, uh, some of the wiki fandom things describe him as a taciturn teenager that plays guitar, which is my (laughs) favorite thing ever, but how... That's, like, like...
0: still my type. So your (laughs) type.
2: But no, like, as, like, how he he just takes everything in stride. So, like, what's his his cousin's name again? Jody?
1: Yeah, or something like
2: that. Oh, so, uh, Jody, long in the tooth. Uh, yeah, like, uh, he's a werewolf? Oh, how long has that been going on? Oh, well, uh, No reason, just like any kind of conversation that you'd have with your aunt or uncle. Like, there's something so perfect. Does the baby
1: turn into a baby werewolf? Like, because if the baby bit (laughs) him, and the baby's werewolf.
2: This is when you start start watching being human. Does the
1: baby turn into a little baby werewolf? Being human,
3: fuck.
2: Yeah. I do
1: like that show. I've never seen so Being Human.
3: Both American. versions are amazing. Hot, hot garbage. Love it so much. So
2: good. Wait, have you seen the British version? I haven't seen that. I, mean, that I watched American? like
3: one episode of the British version, and then it didn't have Sam Witwer, so I was like not interested. <laughs> because, oof.
2: They're both. They both like definitely have their uh, separate. Me- they're both amazing shows, and definitely have that. Their separate merits, but I feel like they take so many cues from uh, from Buffy. Actually. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Especially <laughs> in the first episode, for anybody who's. Uh, uh, who, who has never watched Being Human, either the uh, North American version or the British version, uh, there's a werewolf character who uh, essentially uh, tears down uh, a house that he's living in. Or like, cra- like uh, when he transforms. When, uh, yeah, when he transforms. And uh, like, they, that couldn't have been... Like, if, if Buffy hadn't existed, that scene wouldn't have existed. It was- we
3: should do a Being Human podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, <laughs> guys! I three people would listen Side to it. Side note,
0: that. <laughs> the cousin's name was Geordie.
2: Damn
0: it. Um, but, yeah, Being Human, I forget what, I think it was on Netflix like, like a, well, while a while ago. Oh, it's still
2: on Netflix, I think. But I
0: think at the time when I watched it, there was only two seasons on, or whatever platform I watched it on. Yeah. So that's all I ever saw, just because there was like no one else. weird. Does it? And I heard that it got like not as oh, good. Yeah. Um, but I loved what I watched, and it did remind me so much of Buffy. That's why I yeah. it.
2: I uh, I feel like there might have been crossover with uh with some with, with uh, some of the production people or like behind mm, the scenes people, sense. but I that's totally baseless. I have no idea. Maybe um, I should get more wine
1: now.
0: But oh yeah, you should you should <laughs> so, definitely
1: go get more wine. Um, are there any other notes that we want to
0: make about faces? Or there, there really things? isn't much to say about it. like I don't not like the episode, but there isn't like
3: much. It's just like it's the standard like. Willow's confused because Oz is being weird, and then she finds out Oz is a werewolf, and then you're just like, oh, that worked out fine. Like,
0: I wolf. do have to say, Naked Oz waking up in the forest, wherever the fuck she is, young Ian really appreciated those scenes. You
3: barely see
0: Nipple. I know, but
1: I know, still. you barely see Nipple, and he weighs like eight pounds.
3: Wet. <laughs>
2: no Nipple.
1: Have you seen What I Date? <laughs>
2: Ear Hash tug. N- <laughs> hashtag No nipple
1: nation. hashtag chain the nipple.
2: But I mean, actually, but this is the episode. Like uh, production-wise, it's significant because this is when they decided to make uh, Seth Green like a full-fledged character. Uh, yeah, because that's originally, true. Mate. originally they were planning on uh, killing him off, and then they chose uh, Jenny <coughs> Calendar, comma Pagan. I feel
0: like all of the. All of the characters that are like that, it's always Joss Whedon planned to kill them, but then liked the actor and kept them on longer. <laughs> it's
3: weird that that's a thing for him. Right. <laughs> like a capital T. I thing. was
0: always like, "What? Who
3: who were
1: you
0: planning on keeping around if you were going to kill off every single person?" Cuz like, like Faith I mean, Faith was supposed to be killed and Wesley was supposed to be killed. If they had. Spike was supposed to be yeah. killed.
2: Literally everyone. How, how stressed do you think they were? Like everybody on set? Right. Like, <laughs> like was it like a pretty little liar situation? Right.
0: Well, they said that so <clears throat> since like I like vaguely know Amber Benson were like oh kind of friends. She's like always said that like, I'm going to have a little jingle when Ian D. <laughs> drops. <laughs> dun,
2: dun, dun, but, like, dun, She's like, yeah, like, We got like a <laughs> She like
0: made a joke about it, about like, now I'm going to like demolish the story. About like, yeah, like Joss, Joss would be like, hey, so let's talk. And then like you always knew that meant you were going
3: to die. I mean, I guess it's, like, an honor to be killed by Joss Whedon. Yeah, right, like... Cake,
2: I feel like that's also what happens whenever you exactly. get fired from any job. <laughs>
3: yeah, when you're about
0: to be fired. Right. Um. But I
2: bet he'd be really nice about it. Yeah,
0: right, I'm sure he's really nice.
1: I um, bet he'd make you a
2: cake or yeah. a pie if that was your thing.
0: Well, then you'd
1: know that he, you weren't one of his favorite actors. Because I'd be like, hey, you were supposed to kill all of them and you didn't.
0: That's like, I worked a job. <laughs> I worked a job a job in an office and it was a really it was a really good i loved that job my boss was very nice um and he bought everyone a cake or cupcakes for their birthday and when it was my birthday he just brought a box of chocolate chip cookies (laughs) and i remember being like i can't say i don't appreciate the cookies but like i saw everyone else get cake and cupcakes like (laughs) something's up yeah so, that's all we have to be say much... about
1: bewildered There's <laughs> definitely
0: more to say about this episode. Uh, yeah. How did try... start again? God, I don't even remember the start of the... I, I watched so much Buffy watched this it, you today. Girl, you remember.
1: have the wiki open. <laughs>
0: that, okay, yeah. The 16th episode of Buffy's second season well, is. Well, no, <laughs> okay,
1: that's that.
2: Should we just <laughs> Oh, oh your... Cordelia
0: dumps him on Valentine's Day. Right. Oh, that's
2: not the opening scene. It says it is
0: the night before Valentine's Day. Buffy and Xander are patrolling. Xander shows Buffy the heart-shaped oh, locket he has from yeah. Cordelia. Oh, which,
1: which that yeah, heart-shaped locket is like so basic and like,
2: but so high but school, they're, like, seven so, so, so high, high school. school. That's
3: like bargain Bennett Claire's. <laughs>
2: no, I right. would say that's the nicest thing that Claire's would have to offer. Like <laughs> also, he walked
1: into Claire's and was like, "Show me it's... your finest jewelry." I think <laughs> bargain Bennett Claire's
0: was like their budget for the show at that point, though. Okay.
1: But I love it because Cordelia's like Xander. It's gorgeous. I'm like, what? It's like, like Cordelia like, would not.
3: But be that's weird. not even like like that. It's not like it was, like, cool in the 90s. Like, it's just an ugly necklace. It's always been ugly. It will always be ugly. I have a vendetta against this necklace. But I just have a vendetta against Xander because in watching these two episodes today, I remembered just how much he sucks. And I hate him so
1: much. But it's so funny. I think that, like, it's... it's, The episode is trying to make you feel bad for him and trying to cast Cordelia in the bad light. But... Because we are a, Stan, a Cordelia Stan podcast. <laughs> yes.
2: We stand with Cordelia. Stand with
0: Cordelia. Like, literally. She shines so much in this episode.
1: She's <laughs> like a
2: diamond. She's under
1: so much pressure, like, from her friend group and stuff like that. And I feel like it's very, um, it's it's very, like, apropos of high school. Like, oh, you know. Totally. Like, their are of her. Your decisions often don't feel like your own. And, like, she's under that where, like. What is it? Oh, doesn't at the beginning, like, Harmony comes Harmony up here and they're like, is her. that what Xander would want? Yeah. Are you going to wear what Xander likes?
2: Red and black. Is that what he likes?
1: Yes.
3: Right. <laughs> I think my favorite scene in the episode is when, after Xander casts, like, the love spell and whatever, and Harmony's like, you know, how could you treat... Xander like this, and Cordelia is like, you made me break up with him, and now you're mad I did, and I'm like, that is perfect.
2: It's <laughs> so it's Like, that cuts to the bone when it comes to high school. Like, yeah. I, I won't, I, uh... Right. I, I, it, it just, like, it was such a, like, a rush of nostalgia, not nostalgia, it wasn't as nice as nostalgia, but in <laughs> terms of, like, yeah. like how cutthroat uh, uh, social hierarchies could really be in high school. Yeah.
3: And how um, you will do things just because your friends tell you to do them. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I remember when I was closeted, uh, like mostly in middle school, I would, uh, plan on having crushes on boys, uh, uh, com- uh and sort of use this rubric, like, are they the same <laughs> social status as me? Like, uh, do they, uh, yeah. Are they the same social status? Like who are their friends? Uh, are they, not that cute, but cute enough, etc. And then I tried to uh, pair myself with these fake crushes (laughs) and then spread the word. Well, Um, But I feel like that's also how crushes work for people who actually are attracted to them. I
0: was going to say, my crushes, which are still the same, it was always like, in high school it would be like, does she look like she could have been in a pop-punk band that was featured at Warp Tour? Which now (laughs) it's like... Oh, the guys that Ian has crushes on look like they could have been abandoned featured at Warped Tour ten years ago.
3: <laughs> I thought you just said abandoned. <laughs>
0: <And>. Well, <laughs> like, like Liza, like Liza, you would have been the girl that I pretended to like totally be in love with in high school.
3: Thank you. <laughs> that's like,
0: it's Like you could
1: have been my beard in high school. I'm like low insulting. No, no, that no okay. that's an honor where I, I, I feel
2: feel like come that's from. like that's a glowing recommendation. I would want that for a job recommendation. Right. I feel like
1: Under special skills, you'll see listed, I am a many people's beards.
2: Ian, um, <laughs> you'd
3: be the gay guy American that I pine <laughs> after. <laughs> We would have made out a few times. Oh, yeah. I've, right.
1: Oh, it, it would huh. have been a great, degra- a few Degrassi arc, arc episodes about you two. Like, everyone knows they're both gay, but like.
3: As long as original f- uh, recipe for Loco is involved, because that's what I was drinking in, during the time in my life when God, I God, I'm so up up much older All my than gay men friends. <sighs> I'm 25. <believe sighs> you be. i I'm nine years older than you.
2: <laughs> we could have a child. Uh,
0: this is taking on my <laughs> I really need to drink more wine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You've been sorry, I can't do it anymore. How can you I chug red wine?
0: It was
3: terrible. <laughs>
2: because um, we're classy. Thanks to
0: Kevin for getting it for me, though. Thank you, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> he's, he's
2: sitting I think near Kevin us. Off Kevin, off screen,
1: looks down in shame. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kevin,
2: feed me lasagna. <laughs>
1: and
0: drinks more wine.
1: Um,
2: what does my life come to?
1: <laughs> so, uh, there's the breakup, and he's really upset, and he he sees that Amy is still doing her witchcraft with her very obvious in the front of everyone. Right. Not handing in her paper and putting her, like, why would you like, literally there were people
0: in the room.
1: I why feel god.
2: like, I feel like that's, like, the, the, the equivalent of, like, a white middle-aged woman who just shoplifts at high end stores. Right. <laughs> Winona writer.
0: <laughs> Wait, so we forgot to mention that they, like, preface it in the previous episode phases with Oz looking at the statue. Oh my god. That's like, and I like, it's like a good throwback and also to remind you that Amy exists because she's going to be in the next episode because Oz is staring at the cheerleader and he says to Willow, like, I feel like her eyes are watching me. I like it. But also remind me, they don't know that that's where Amy's mom is trapped, right? Yeah, they no, don't they
2: know. Do. That. Well, I mean, he doesn't at the time. I feel like. No, like, I mean, Willow... like
0: Buffy and Willow. I don't I actually any... don't think
1: any of them know about it. We, it's like dramatic irony. Only we know, and they don't really know. Right? I, I thought, the I thought that
2: it. Willow knows it, and she doesn't say anything. But uh, Oz, but Oz doesn't know it, and so that's why he. Th- it's so. No, it... I
1: think it's just that the audience knows it. And audience, no one there, yeah. and no one there knows I, it. My bad. I'm sorry. They I just think that Amy's mom is dead. AF. There was also
0: <laughs> wait. There was also like a good trivia I wanted to say, that I had read.
1: Well, while you sit around and think of that, yeah, we'll keep continue talking.
3: talking. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. It does... I don't like Amy at all as a character, and it just makes me pine for, like, when Willow becomes, like, a real badass witch, because, like, right. I want a strong witch character so bad, and Amy is not that.
1: Well, I wish that they had either... And I know they mentioned this in the comics, but I wish they had either gone there with Amy or had pulled her back, because yes. she was peppered too... There was... It was peppered too little throughout the series. She's, like,
0: the only character that's, like, a side character that's in almost every season but, like, one episode.
1: Right. And, like, she keeps coming back little by little and, like, causing trouble and hijinks and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, you you should just go there. Yeah. Right,
3: because, like, she's clearly powerful yeah but like not I mean she
1: like, was conjuring way before Willow was, yeah and that was, yeah. and that's her whole gripe in killer and me by season seven, yeah, and of
2: course, if we're going with the metaphor addiction, I feel like her uh like her character arc is pretty organic, especially because she's been tr like spoiler alert, she becomes a rat, um, <laughs> as if none of you who are listening know any of these spoiler <laughs> alerts um no, well, when she comes back as a rat and uh, uh she um. Like, uh, she be, I guess she, like, uh, she plays the, or the actress who plays her plays the junkie perfectly. Yeah. And I yeah, feel she like, does, yeah. And I feel like it's also, like, a product, in a way, her actions are a product of uh, uh, of uh, PTSD. Or, like, because I feel like... From her mom. From her mom, and also from being a rat for oh, so right. long. Which sounds right. stupid, but I can understand There's also this true
1: thing about, like, magic and being, being and feeling powerful. Yeah. And, like, feeling in control, and, like, I think Amy has been denied that. And so I think, like, magic is attracted to her for that reason. I mean, like, so it's, like, in her blood, kind of. Yeah. If you believe in that, like, mom witch, daughter witch, and then also just, like, it's an appealing thing to
0: her.
2: Exactly. So the Um, other thing
0: that I just remembered, the trivia I wanted to say was (laughs) that, so Buffy gets turned into a rat, and I read that that was because this was the same week she hosted SNL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's... That was their way of, like, giving her time to go, like, host SNL and rehearse and still, like, be on the show. They, like, that was, like, their way around it, which is a pretty good way around it. And I want you to know that I tried to photograph two different covers for this. I tried to do one of, like, Buffy just in black. I know you liked it, Matthew. I didn't like it. And then there's, like, a little rat like, figure accessory that came with a willow action figure. And I was gonna try to, like, make that the middle, like, because Buffy's a rat, but that also... Like an
3: Animorphs cover?
0: (gasps) Yeah, something like that, but also I'm not that skilled and couldn't do that. So, we got what we got.
3: I think I could do it with enough weed.
0: (laughs) What's that? I don't even know what that is. So after she
1: (laughs) casts the spell... Never heard of it. Like, after her and Xander cast the spell together, um, it's the next day and Xander... (laughs) confronts Cordelia, and he kind of understands that the spell hasn't worked in the way that he thought it would. Oh, wait, wait no! Wait, can we backtrack for something to, to, to Okay. Wait, what did you want to backtrack to? Okay, so I, okay. okay.
2: <laughs> so I want to backtrack to when the spell is actually cast, and, like, uh, Zan- so I feel like this is, like, uh, this the whole plot line of this, number one is, like, my, like, every straight girl's revenge fantasy against, like, nice guys of okay Cupid. <laughs> number two, I think it's, like, a Lysistrata... 2.0 kind of a scenario um, I mean technically it would it'd be like a, an inversion of, of, of that trope but it definitely is related to it I just love the fact that Xander when he's casting the spell is uh, uh, sitting inside of the uh, like the, the symbol for feminism like the circle and the cross underneath or yeah. like the female symbol and just like cowering and holding a candle and sort of rocking back and forth to himself again red pillar <laughs> I mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> forgot the little scene that we have to talk about where he asks Cordelia for the necklace so he can cast the spell
2: oh and, and she's in she's, the locker and, and she's like it's in my it. locker and, that, and
1: she's wearing it
2: it's yeah it's really beautiful it's, <laughs> how, Okay,
3: also poignant. confused that was a chunky ass necklace it would not have hid under her collar like that
1: yeah no it wouldn't have I'd the logistics like, are off yeah no Um, But it is cute. But it was cute, and you saw she had to, like, take it out and, like, blah, blah, blah. I think
2: think in a prior episode, um, uh, you guys were talking about, uh, like, uh, Charisma Carpenter's acting range, and maybe, I guess it was, like, uh, when Kendra was first introduced, and, like, how Bianca Lawson and Charisma Carpenter had, like, Maybe a limited range, but when it's within that range. No, I didn't you said say that. I said Bianca no, no, no. has a limited range, and I, where can I, I type that? I, I said I'm that about, I said said about Eliza. Yes, that's,
1: that's it. it. Yeah. Sorry, I thought
2: you said it also about no. Bianca Lawson. My that's bad. It. Oh, My I've... heart just stopped beating. <laughs> I'm so <No>. sorry. <laughs> I'm a we're Bianca Lawson we Where
1: Bianca Lawson
3: stands. Yes. Well. Queen Sugar. Thank you. Watch Queen Sugar. It's on Is she in that? I didn't know she was in that. Yes, because she's incredible and she has the range. good for her. Yeah, so I know I wasn't, if no, I was, I was, yeah. I
2: was, I was paraphrasing. I was not, agreeing. <laughs> no, I just want to, yeah, just clarify that thing. Um, but, uh, maybe if we're, we're talking about charisma carpenter, I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with that assessment, but, uh, if even if we're going by that rubric, uh, the, like, just whatever flits across her face when she pretends to take off that necklace is just so fucking heartbreaking. Pardon oh, yeah, no, like, the way
1: she, but you can see, like, the pain in her face and stuff like that. It
2: was so good. No, I
0: think she, I, I think Prisma Carpenter has the range, maybe, or at least yeah. has the range for the character. Like, I don't know, like, I agree with Matthew about Eliza Dush, who I love her. Right. But, but it's I, a limited range. But, I, but it's but a limited range. Chris is
1: Christmas but amazing.
3: Don't you think that like faith is a limited character. Like if if Eliza, my namesake, was <laughs> given more to work with, like I don't That's think she true. was. Given well, I mean, to work so with. I say That's this fair. as
1: someone who has watched every episode and rewatched every episode of Dollhouse and I think it's flawless. Okay, Dollhouse. Dollhouse
3: is incredible. Yeah. Dollhouse so like is flawless. the
0: toy of Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> yeah, do you not like Dollhouse? No,
1: no. he doesn't. He's wow. a freak.
3: Okay. Bad. But like I watched
0: I, it all at that job where I only got cookies from a birthday. But she
3: does <laughs> have the range there, and I think that's because... See, she I don't think she it. has the
0: range there.
1: I think that she struggles a lot on that show to, like... But it's also funny because... I mean, I don't want to get too far afield in that, but I feel like it's it almost works for her because, like, she, she is blank. Like, she's just playing a character that doesn't have a deep background because they're just imprints. Yeah. And that... So she's doing that well, but, like, she's not totally... I just think like the range of like Faith and Missy from Bring It On is like what Eliza DuShku is good at,
3: and there's nothing wrong with that,
1: right? And she's amazing at that. She's better at it than I would be.
3: But I mean, I think I have a soft spot for her because oh, Faith I do is too. my favorite character. I mean, I'm
1: saying this is you know, a lot of people who will just be like, "Oh, Eliza DuShku is a bad actress," and I'm just like, "No, no, she's actually amazing." I would never. I
2: would never be there's a lot of
1: people who have said that. And I just feel like I'm like, no, she's amazing. You have to give her the right role. Like, there's a lot yeah. of roles that she's just not right for. Yeah,
2: but what is our consensus on Ringer? Sorry. Oh, I love. It. Ooh, I like Ringer. Ooh.
1: Um You're so trying. anyway,
2: we back to the episode. so so
1: after the spell, who's is, who is the first person where Xander understands what he did? Is it Buffy? It's Buffy. It's Buffy. Okay, yeah. But like,
2: is which naked is also, in a raincoat? No, no, no <laughs> yeah. it happens before that when she when he goes into the library after oh, yeah. the spell goes right, but it's also precipitated by uh, a scene in phases. Where they 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 have a moment uh, when they're bonding over. Oh right! Uh, I like, just did
0: the thing to you. but they? Yes. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Do
2: you want Go to ahead. One? I was trying to think. Anyway, um, where? Uh... <laughs> 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 All right, Granddaddy. All right, Sadie.
0: <laughs> Mom's had a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> is my mom a lame stretch? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, so the uh, (laughs) The scene where they're like, "Oh, it's I miss Willow," says, "I miss when boys just came up to you and punched you in the arm." That's how you know they had crushes on you. And Xander immediately comes up to Buffy and punches her in the arm.
2: No, comes up to Willow and punches her in the arm. And then, uh, and then later on, they're they're talking about like they're basically uh, 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 talking about their uh, respective breakups because it's um, or. Maybe it is in the episode. Maybe they're griping. I don't know. Basic... Or no. There's... I think... Buffy's griping over her recent breakup with Angel. Xander doesn't understand Cordelia. And then they have a moment where they're uh, definitely within each other's personal space and there could be a kiss or could not be. And then they just go off and walk together. Yeah. So that happens. Right.
1: And then so in this episode, you have basically, like, Buffy saying, like, let's comfort each other. And then, like, he was... And then she kind of makes the in- insinuation that if he plays his cards right, that there would be more. And then, like, obviously that's where he starts to see that something is up. Yeah. Um, and then, actually, my favorite little thing is when <laughs> Jenny Calendar comes to talk to Giles. Oh my god, yes. And then she, like, starts playing with his ear, like, <laughs> randomly. And, like, I love your shirt. And then, like, yeah, just, like, oh, yeah, she, like, looks at him and she's just, like, oh, nice shirt, Xander. And then like is talking to Giles and like puts her hand on his ear and then like is like <laughs> playing with his hair, and it's great. That's
2: you know I mean like I've I've said it on this podcast before I'm not very I'm not a fan of uh, Jenny Calendar by any means but I can I can appreciate that particular performance that was pretty spot on um, I think I think the actress carries it well yeah. Um, I mean, there are so many disconcerting moments in this particular episode. I mean, like, the cre- the underlying creepiness of, like, uh, Jenny Callender and Joyce. And
0: Joyce, which is actually my favorite scene. I really love that scene where they go into Buffy's house and, I don't know, for me, Cordelia, like, I know this is, like, a Xander episode. I just put air quotes. I mean, it is. But, like, for me, Cordelia is, like, the big star of the episode. Um... And I really love when they go into Buffy's house and Joyce hits on her, so that leads us into our segue of, we're going to do a live reading of that scene, motherfuckers. Um, great. Y'all ready? Yes. Oh, I'm old and can't read this. <laughs> so, we'll start. With me? Yes. Okay. So, so we- Matthew will be Cordelia. I won't see it. I'm. Not, I'll be playing Cordelia. J. E. Xander. I'm Joyce. Liza is stage direction.
2: Sexy. <laughs> yes. The sexiest.
1: Come on.
3: Xander, Cordelia, what? They push their way in past her. Yeah. Hi. She slams the door shut behind her, and she and Xander look out the small windows in the door to make sure there's still no one following them. Cut inside the kitchen. Xander walks in with Joyce and Cordelia close behind.
0: What happened? Why are you all scratched up? Where's Buffy?
2: She's, um, around.
3: Well,
0: sit down. Tell me about it. Why don't you run upstairs... Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, okay, to Cordelia. Why don't you run upstairs and grab some bandages out of the
3: bathroom? Cordelia goes down the hall toward the stairs. Joyce looks at Xander again.
0: Let me, uh, get you something to drink. You in the mood for for cold or hot? Uh,
2: I, uh...
0: More of a hot night, don't you think? Whatever. Ooh, you are so tense. (laughs) I'm massaging Xander, by the way. (laughs) What are you doing? Make me yak. Cordelia, go back upstairs. This is between us. Gross, I think not. She
3: grabs Joyce by the arm and pushes her back toward the door and opens it. What are you doing? Hey, get your hands off me. Cordelia pushes her out of the door, slams it behind, and locks it.
1: And keep your mom-aged mitts off my boyfriend, former. Why has everyone gone insane?
2: Insane? Is it so impossible for you to believe that other women find me attractive?
1: The only way you could get girls to want you would be
3: witchcraft.
2: That is such a... Well, yeah. Okay, good point.
3: Joyce breaks one of the kitchen door window panes. (laughs) Oh my god! Joyce reaches in and feels around for the lock.
0: Joy- Xander, honey, let Joycey in. Hun, let
3: Joycey in. Xander gets <laughs> up, takes hold of Cordelia, and leads her out of the kitchen at a run. Upstairs, Buffy's room. <laughs> Sweetheart! Cut to Buffy's room. They run in. Cordelia slams the door shut. Xander goes to the window and checks outside.
2: Good. The mob still hasn't found us. We should be safer up here.
3: Just as he looks back from the window, Angelus grabs him from the outside. Works in theory. He pulls Xander out into the roof.
1: Xander!
2: Yay! We <laughs> did it, team!
0: And I
3: felt very appropriate being like drunk mom. Yes. <laughs> you are always
2: my drunk mom. Now, now I know friends. why you
3: like incesty porn. <laughs> ah.
2: Oh. <laughs> ah! Listen. You yeah. said it.
3: Wow. <laughs> Edit that out. Edit up. Yeah. Viewers, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> 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 has a
1: lot of
0: Sun Swap <laughs> episodes, whatever. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Um,
3: My virgin
2: ears. So,
1: (laughs) one of the things about this episode is that it's one of the first episodes in a while that's just, like, high comedy. Like, just wanting to be straight up funny. Um, Which is really good, because Joss is funny, and the writing team
0: is funny, and it's good when they have episodes that have a lot of comedy. When I was Googling, like, this episode, just, like, facts about this episode, I actually read, like, I can't remember who it was. I found, like, some website, and they said that they wished that... That was a missed opportunity to show like Larry, like coming after Xander, and like they didn't quite explain, and they don't, which always bothered me as like baby gay. They never explain why like only the women are like suddenly all attracted to him. Patriarchy, right? But how like they could have like gotten around that because Larry just came out, like that would have been a good way for them to like. Have
3: like, oh yeah, that's yeah. the whole can other we, plot
2: line. Can we talk about? Yeah, can we talk about pear- Larry? Yeah, we actually out. forgot to
0: talk about that. Yeah, I, I
2: have mixed feelings about it. Um, I hate it.
0: I hate it <laughs> so much. It's so, such a switch.
2: So, but what? I mean, what I I think that there it's definitely a product of of its time. I definitely think that they didn't handle it in a way that we would consider in any way okay today but i think it's it was a i think it must have been at least uh somewhat revolutionary for its time that uh uh, larry's uh queerness uh was considered a positive because his as closeted he uh that was that was what made him a toxic human being Um, well
1: yeah i think that the show is saying that um, he was not able to be who he wanted to be because he was closeted so the, cl- the coming out was a net positive thing and like seeing that on TV in 98 w- would have been huge
0: Exactly, like it
1: didn't cause a lot of problems it actually like solved problems like coming out um, I think it is problematic to just be like, the school bully is actually gay. It's yeah, such a
3: tired but then, trope. But
2: then, of course, but it wasn't a tired but trope yeah. at the time. And he, he starts to, uh, he's, he, like, he essentially starts to do good at the end of the episode right. when he picks up the book. So it's, what's toxic isn't his inherent homosexuality, it's the, his, uh, being closeted that that makes that that's rotting him from the inside which i can definitely identify with
0: yeah 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 um i definitely agree with that and i think that i mean with with the show a lot of times you have to make allowances for the fact that it was like 1998 and like having a gay character i mean the switch it's like watching now it's like so lame because it's like he's like pushing xander and like trying to beat him up and sexually harassing buffy and then suddenly he's like I'm out and blah, blah, blah. It's okay. No big deal. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes.
1: We didn't even talk about that scene where they, were Buffy, we're where Buffy. Should we not? Yeah, so we have to go back. back to we're going phases. back to Phases for <laughs> one, Where Buffy has the, um,. The self-defense class. Oh. And yeah. Larry grabs her. I love In the it. middle yeah, of so school. Good. And she flips him. And, and she, she flips, flips him, him. And it's this interesting moment where like z- uh, Willow has to be the one who's like, remember you're a 16 year old girl.
0: Like you can't.
1: She says like
3: you have to
0: be in- a weak girly girl or like, something like that. dainty, waltzing yeah.
2: something. Yeah.
3: I do love that. I just... And I, like, I get that it's, like, a product of its times, but, like, this is, like, there's just shows and parts of shows that don't age well. Like, I think Friends is absolute garbage. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, and it just, like... Why did anyone like Ross? Right? Like, and it just doesn't age well, and I think it's one of those things that you just, like, it's just, like, not fun to watch. Like, oh, the homophobic bully is secretly gay. Like, it's, like, seeing, like, those photos of, like, Putin and Trump making out. Like, it's
2: not... (laughs)
1: Though there would be a great porn between Xander and Larry at that moment. IP I
2: before that.
0: I not gonna get me
1: off. I would
2: actually watch that. <laughs>
0: Sorry, they're not they're I would all... read that slash, but like I don't know that I'd love
1: like it, but I would read
2: it. I will write that one
0: for you. I <laughs> will <Yes,
2: thank laughs> <There's, thank you. laughs> write it.
1: Too so much skin sense. on Larry's. But bones also so we also haven't discussed
0: Angelus being a presence.
3: He's just like looming in the
0: background. I mean, like yeah, he doesn't
1: shit. like he doesn't him and Oz don't fuck with each other when I they think interact. For me, that's like my biggest and...
0: gripe is that we just had innocence and like he just turned evil and then suddenly he's like just like there. Like
3: okay. I think that's a question. So, when Oz and Angelus interact, Angelus like drops the body off in front of him to like give him something to eat, right? Yeah, but he yeah. doesn't eat it. And then, which maybe oh, another, right. which be another
2: uh, display of sentience that we. Yeah,
3: I think that's proof that like Oz is still in there because when Buffy oh, goes right. to check the body and she sees, oh, this wasn't the werewolf she, because it's yeah. not
2: mutilated;
3: it's just the two bites. And it's the girl from their gym class, Teresa, yeah.
2: who we are supposed to care about. Yeah, there are way too many mentions of Teresa. I hate one. what
3: it's weird
0: because this show does it so well with. Bringing back characters, but then it also so often does that where it's like, oh, here's this one character that had five lines you're supposed to care about, and now they're dead.
2: Also, how does one explain uh, uh, <laughs> Teresa Teresa being dusted when there's obviously supposed to be some sort of a wake thing? <laughs> yeah. <for>
3: the- <laughs> yeah, like where did the body go?
2: Do we just like do we just like sue the funeral home? <laughs> like. <laughs> Or, like, a scarecrow. But, so,
0: that bothers... So, the only reason that bothers me... I know that it's, like, okay, it's realistic. Like, life still goes on when you have an evil ex. But, like, it bothers me only because in Season 5, they do such a good job of, like... Glory is coming after them, and Glory is relentless. And, like, ripping the, like, wall off of Willow's dorm room. Yeah, but they're also
1: very different villains. Like, uh... Do, uh, what was her name? You're Glory. I was about just say Dorothy. Do have too much wine? <laughs> Glory <laughs> is relentless but she's more of a like I'm a god, I'm strong, I'll do whatever the fuck I want and I'll just like keep coming and you can't get rid of me. And Jealous, and like, Angelus and Spike have an argument about it because he's playing the long game. Yeah. Like true. he actually wants to be a looming presence because that psychologically fucks you up.
0: He must have, like torture. So
1: yeah, so he, I think that he's just very judicious about when he comes for people. And also, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So I think he's just being very judicious about when he makes his presence known. And that's part of his appeal. Like, Glory is just, like, shoots from the hip and, and shoots first and asks questions later
0: type person. For, okay, I that makes sense. But for me, that's, like, for me the weakest part of season two is that we don't get enough episodes centered around Angelus being awful.
2: But then again, he tortures puppies, so we should know better. Yeah, I mean, he, like,
0: like, and he tortures Giles. And then we get the setup, and we get the, like, very typical Joss Whedon setup of, isn't it in Bewitched, or is it in phases, when, like, Jenny and Giles kind of, like, make up, like, a little bit. They, like, start to make up.
1: It's Bewitched, bothered, bewildered. And then, like,
0: she dies in the next episode, because that's, of course, Joss Whedon's thing. Like, oh, look, people are happy. No, fuck you, they're gonna be dead. Um...
2: Hi, Felicia. Yeah.
1: So back to Bewitched, Bothered, Bewildered. Now that we've done that coming out pit stop that we needed on Larry. Um, so where were we in Bewitched, Bothered, Bewildered? I don't know. Um, I sure of, don't know. So. We were talking about the comedy of it, which was a nice relief. Because also it's, I think, a very high tension point in the season. And I think maybe as like a writing staff, they were like, we we need like an episode that maybe cuts the tension a little bit.
2: I totally agree.
1: Like, as from a writer's perspective, I can imagine them wanting that type of episode. And then also, um... Though, the... the, As funny as it is, it actually, to me, feels like one of the tensest episodes of, like... Oh, someone will, like, fuck someone up. Like, Willow has a fucking axe. Like... Yeah. And, like, everyone doesn't understand... The, the lines between, like, villain and enemy and friend are all blurred because everyone's just coming for Xander. And you have Drusilla and Willow and everyone, like, all fighting for him. And those... So, you know, the the magic has broken down the kind of structures that we're used to. So it, there are times, like, it just feels that they're actually in trouble. Like,
0: also, there are a lot of points in this season when someone uses an axe because I realize a lot of our podcast covers have had... Joyce or Willow holding an axe or spike. Anyway, continue. That was my aside.
2: <laughs> What's interesting about so the the song or the. Uh... The episode Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered is named Damn. after a song from the musical Pal Joey from the 1940s, written by uh, Lorenz Hart and Richard Rodgers of Rodgers and Hammerstein fame. I did not know that. I, yes, well, I... This You're is always my, full
0: of knowledge. You're yeah. Giles, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, well, this is... And I did musical theater. I know how to fake tap dance. I'll do All that right. for you later after All you right. give me more wine. <laughs> um, but uh, what what makes the, uh, the title of the episode so great... Uh, uh in terms of comedy if you know if you know what the song is about they have lyrics like I'll sing to him each spring to him and long for the day when I'll cling to him but which bothered and bewildered am I when you think of like that juxtaposed with like the 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 mob with the axes and everything that is just the, that is trying to uh decimate Xander into a million pieces it just like ups the ante i guess
1: so i feel like i mean i know we're not a neutral group of people because we're anti Xander but I really feel like the episode is trying to get sympathy for Xander, but I actually don't think it succeeds at that. And I'm not saying that as a Xander hater, I'm just saying it as someone like, you know, he 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 feels powerless and he needs, he literally asks a woman who has some kind of power to help him. And it's just like, it's just really weird. And I don't, I don't love it.
2: I don't, I don't love it either, but I'll stick with my original, uh, analysis in terms of like Lysistrata Estrada 2.0. I think maybe the intent was to sympathize Xander but I think it what it does now is just uh, endears Cordelia to the audience.
1: Exactly, because by the end you see Cordelia actually not caring about um, social graces or like social status, which I mean so many times on this podcast we've talked about how invested in social status Cordelia is so for her to be like the queen of the high school and feel like, oh I'm you know i'm at the top of the chain right now you know and i'm actually i'm so invested in this but i'm gonna invest in a relationship and divest from like this social status thing is a big step for her character
2: so maybe that speaks to the timelessness of the episode because it can evolve that way like great literature does
1: yes
2: yeah, yours.
1: <laughs> um
0: any final thoughts on the episode also wait so okay no, no, no final thoughts on the episode other than grading. What do you think? Well, no, what were you going to say? I don't know. It doesn't
2: matter. Okay. That your hair looks nice. Yeah, Thank that you. you're so all we have
0: really to, pretty. So we
1: have to grade the episodes on a scale of A to F. Um, what would you grade phases? Let's start with phases.
2: I'd give it a B plus, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, I think that there are definitely flaws in it that we've discussed before. The presence of Kane. And the, uh, like, furry's Oz costume. Um, by the way, my side note is, why is there no genitalia if he's standing upright? Yeah, is there that should weird? be. He'd have a
3: giant werewolf dick. Right? Yeah. Exactly.
2: And they they would awesome. just, like, just fuzzy it out or something. Mm. Anyway, um, despite that, I think it it's important because it really uh, uh, integrates Oz uh, into the like, into the season and into the show as an important character to watch for. And I think that Seth Green really gets to shine in his, like, odd comedic talents. I
1: think it's clunky storytelling in service of a larger story, interesting counterpart to Angel with the boyfriends being bad, um, trope.
0: And I'll give it a B-. I actually would give it the exact same grade. I'm not sure, I was wavering between B- and regular B-. Because I think as a standalone whatever episode, it is fine, but it still falls. It still has the failings of like you said, like the werewolf and then the other guy, like
2: Mr. Puka Shell Necklace. Yeah. So I think
0: B minus. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: I agree.
1: All right. So what about Bewitch, Bothered, Bewildered?
2: F. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I, like. That was okay. without a pause while looking at you. I your, rewatched
3: was, these no. episodes today. Why didn't even,
0: like, flinch.
3: <laughs> I rewatched these episodes today, and I admittedly have, like, a small case of ADD, so I get distracted when I watch TV, but, like, I literally didn't want to pay attention. And I, lo- I enjoy watching old episodes of Buffy. Huh. I don't care. I think Xander's dumb. The only good part is Cordelia. Because Cordelia is only ever the good part, and <laughs> I don't care. I, I'll have you know, there was once when Liza and I were at a wedding
0: together, and I was trying to convince my ex to watch Angel, and Liza gave the best argument and, like, an impassioned speech about how Cordelia was so wonderful, and, like, I already knew I loved Liza, but it made me fall more in love with Liza. I
3: was very drunk and don't remember that speech. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You noticed. gave such a good speech. You were like, Cornelia has such a good arc, and I was just like, she does.
0: Liza's right. I mean, I agree with my. Past <laughs> I agree drunk with self, my <laughs> drum cell, but I don't have any
2: recollection of that. This is my favorite conversation that I've ever been in and it didn't even happen to me. This is like when
3: I yelled outside of Boiler Room about how Dakota Johnson isn't worthy of her fame just because she's Melanie Griffith's daughter. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Jordan. For okay, that. so wait, so everyone. Shout out else to
2: can... the Being Human podcast. <laughs> Liza, going
3: to do. Yes. <laughs> so I'm officially a little
0: drunk. So and so yeah. Liza does be. Also, I've been ordering the words wrong. Bewitched,
2: Which bothered, and bewildered.
0: Bothered and bewildered. I always say bewitched, bewildered. No, I think bothered. you've
2: actually been doing it. Have I? Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: you have.
1: You've been
2: fine.
0: Um, Matthew, what's your grade for the
1: episode? Also a B minus. I feel like it's a B minus episode.
2: You know what? I'm going to give it a b plus a minus because i feel like it uh it's it can be interpreted in different ways i feel like it can be viewed in different ways than it was origi- originally intended and i'll stick by my analysis before that that's what great texts do they can right. they can
1: yeah i don't want to give it a b but i would almost feel like b wish by wilder is like a b minus trending upward and and faces b- like a B minus trending downward, <laughs> downward.
0: <laughs> i give it a b plus okay Yeah, y'all are too nice.
2: (laughs) I was about to say which which characters on the View are each of us.
0: (laughs) I'm always the Paula. I mean, I know she's not on the View, but I
1: uh, am. Am I I
2: Raven? Oh
0: my god, Raven's
1: not even on the View anymore. The View is the famous people on it. Well, I'm Joy
0: Behar, I think.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, you are. As long as I'm not Elizabeth Hasselbeck,
1: I was once. None
3: of us (laughs) Elizabeth. (laughs)
0: There was a a like gay drag, like whatever singing competition, and I was fired from it as a judge because I was too nice. I was like, oh my god, I'm literally Paula Abdul.
2: <laughs> I mean, that is a compliment. Just
0: everyone kept being like, no, but like you guys, you did really good. You sang. She made a really
2: <laughs> good music video with an animated cat.
0: Yeah. So, like, great. Okay, so.
2: I'm Barbara Walters.
0: <laughs> you can follow us. You can follow our podcast on Twitter, at SlayerFestX98. You can follow me on Twitter, at IanXCarlos.
1: And I'm Matthew Rodriguez. <laughs> Rodriguez with a G and a Z. Matthew with One, one T. T.
2: Uh, you can follow me at J E R E I C H W R I T E S. Every time I do that, I think I'm going to misspell my own Twitter <laughs> handle.
0: God, I thought <laughs> so I you lost I get, me.
2: I get so nervous. Uh, at J E Reich writes, and I am at Dirtbag Alien. If
3: which just seems very appropriate right now.
2: You are my <laughs> new favorite person. <laughs> Thank you. Je and
3: Liza are two wonderful people that
0: I've known for a while, and I'm glad we had them on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, (laughs) Je Je and I both have, like, red teeth from this wine. I do not um, have red teeth. Let's see you next week. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.